Welcome everybody to our Kingdom Link podcast. We are so excited and happy that you are choosing to join with us again today. Today we will be going over part two of our interview with Bishop M.L. Walls. In in thinking about your your next phase, I know moving into pastoral ministry, uh, how did you juggle? Uh, I know when you came to uh, Pastor Medora Pentecostal Church, you were also um, uh, the general secretary of a uh, thriving organization. You were uh, got involved in radio ministry. Uh, tell us a little bit about how how you, you juggled some of those balls, you know, of ministry when it when it came to the that stage of of your of your life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's honesty. No, that that's one of the aspects, uh, which is um, looking back. Probably, uh, I did some injustices to each of them. I see. Because I could not devote or did not devote hundred percent to either to to one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, being pastor, being a husband, a father, being a general manager of the publishing house and bookstore, being general secretary of the organization. Uh, and, and we did get involved with the radio ministry too shortly after coming here. So it's a, we stretched ourselves thin. Yeah. And, and what, what advice would you give to, to some uh, young pastor right now that feels that, 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 that sense of, of wanting to do it all? Right. What what advice would you tell that young pastor? Make sure it's God. Okay. Make sure it's God. If uh, I, I think again, you could you could extend yourself too far to where mm-hmm. you're not serving any particular thing uh, properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we're we're not all cut out. We're not a cookie cutter individual. Yes, sir. Right. We're not all cut out. To, and I'm not saying that in a boastful manner. I don't mean it that way at all, but uh, God doesn't God doesn't require the same thing of all of us except to be faithful. But I mean, uh, there's apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Yes, sir. Obviously, they're different. Their ministry is different. Their life is different. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. And uh, a pastor, of course, is obviously much different than a saint, than yes, a sir. member of the right. church. Well, I, I think that that uh, one scripture that I've heard you say uh, when it comes to young ministers, as a matter of fact, you have a book about for young ministers, a uh, tremendous book, and we will put a, a link right. in our information on the mm-hmm. podcast. We'll put a link where people can go and purchase uh, some of your books. But um, one, of the, one of the scriptures that, that I've heard you say uh, is a man's gift maketh room for himself, maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. To that young man that is now, or even an older minister, but to that that minister that is saying right now, I should be further than I am. Right. Yeah. I should be doing more than what I'm doing. I should be achieving more than I'm achieving. Or Accepted more than I am. What does that verse need to mean to that man? Mm-hmm. Uh, another verse that 
connects with this is whom God calls, he qualifies. Mm-hmm. That's good. So uh, adjusting to the, if God's called you, he'll qualify you. Uh, if, again, you submit to his will. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, what was the verse you said? Uh, that is Proverbs 18 and 16, a man's gift a man's through, gift make it through for him. him. Yeah. Yeah. But number one, God calls you. Number two, you commit to that call. Mm-hmm. And number three, follow the leading, uh, doing what you want to do, what you want God, that you think God wants you to do, right. then doors will open. Mm-hmm. Doors will open. I remember when we evangelized an older uh, minister that was, to me, quite a, quite a man. Uh, and he told me, he said, Brother Walls, if you will go to these old libraries, mm-hmm. or go to the libraries somewhere back in the recesses of that library, probably there will be books that were written by the uh, old writers, some of them anti-Niceans or post-Niceans even, as mm-hmm. well as the old. He said, search those books out and read them. And he said, you will get as much or better uh, study or education for the work of God than what you would get in a Bible college. Wow. Because I was not able to go to a Bible college. Bible right. college weren't that popular back then. Right. But during our evangelizing time, I don't know how many uh, libraries I went and visited and wow. pull, pulled wow. out the old, old old books and read Socrates and read the philosophers and, uh, and uh, different ones that... I would read their writings, and of course, then the religious writings as well. That uh, so, that to me, that is what a young man should do. You know, I'm a preacher now. Let me just start preaching. Mm. But you need to add. You need to grow. You need to acquire. God's not going to God's not going to just poke at your head. Right. You got to go get it. You got to go get it. Uh, go, going from that, at, you know, as a young man, you were talking about you know Socrates, you know these philosophers. What are some resources that young men could seek after uh, to dive into the Word, to dive into you know uh, the Bible? What are some resources that we could seek out? Mm-hmm. Well, my, that's uh, that's look, look, <laughs> <laughs> look at so many. Look at your your pastor and father's bookstore, <laughs> bookshelves here. Uh, this is to me is one of the most exciting times for a young minister to be living. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have at your fingertips something that, uh, or many things, that someone that mm-hmm. if you turn the clock back fifty years, we could only we didn't imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it, it was not available. Yes, but, sir. Uh, you know, I. Uh, uh, David has gotten into C.S. Lewis. Reading oh, yeah. CS. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's okay. my guy. <laughs> I love C.S. Lewis. It, the, the challenge of this present generation is they want to learn it all in 140 characters. Yeah. Right. On oh, a, that's so right. On, on a Twitter feed yeah, or a or right. Facebook. Facebook or they, they want to learn it all right then. But it takes investing years. Oh, yes, sir. I, I remember the, the first gift. Uh, that you gave me after uh, Faith and I got married was, and I have it here, is Matthew Henry's commentary in three-volume set. Oh. And uh, uh, I cherish what you wrote in there about giving yourself to study. 
mm-hmm. giving yourself to to be said. We, we're living, I think, in a, a time, like you said, there's so much information. Right. But it also makes it where sometimes we become lazy. Yeah. Especially, we don't, we don't want to go dig it out. We don't want to go find some of those older writings. We want have, it to come to us on a Facebook post or Twitter. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I find it very intriguing to reading some of the Puritan writers. Oh yeah, some of the Puritan writers, you know, Jonathan Edwards. I find I find some, you know, some things like that. Uh, David Brainerd, uh, different ones. But you can't read that like uh, <laughs> reading some of the authors today that are, right. you know, it's 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 not fluffy. Mm-hmm. It, the English is is more difficult because they use such big words and, right. and the way they wrote. But I think it's good to do that because it challenges you to get out of the norm mm-hmm. for today. But um, in 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 studying, what method uh, did you grow into? Did you develop a method of study uh, on your own that is pretty consistent? Like when you sit down and you're going to study out a passage of scripture. Do you have a method that you use, or what's your manner, if you could just address that quickly? Well, this is something that has grown with me. Mm -hmm. You know, to begin with, there was not that much available. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember I purchased, I don't know where, when, a uh, George Ricker Berry Interlinear Greek English New Testament. Okay. And I prized that book because I could get the Greek and the English. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know my truck, my car leaked one time and it got wet, but I still have the book somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> but awesome. anyway, it's it's just uh, what is accessible. Again, mm-hmm. when when I was much younger, of course, money played a big role yeah. in it as yeah, to what right. you could uh, acquire. But mm-hmm. uh, again, I visited libraries and read old books and <laughs> made yeah. notes and yes, sir, whatever. Yes, sir. Soaked it up. Listen to a lot of preachers. I think that that a man needs to find what works for him, right? And, yes, and how how you know I we're blessed to have uh, multiple ministers here in our church, a pastoral staff that works. Uh, we have different ways that different ministers go. You know, some will want to be where there's a lot of noise and mm-hmm. play loud music. Oh, and, yeah. And is, is that you, David? <laughs> That's me. Uh, That's me. And, and, you know, some of us want more quiet. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. I, 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 you know, I don't mind going and hanging out at Starbucks and looking at some stuff, but when I really want to get down to study, I want... I want to find a place of solitude. Right. Yes. Solitude. One thing that is always I've admired of you is your prayer life. Well, yes, sir. Your yes, your sir. prayer life is is one that you know uh, I feel like is who who you are today has a strong connection to your prayer. What direction would you give to a young man to develop a good? Consistent prayer life. Absolutely. Just pray. Be consistent. You know, I don't, again, I don't really know how to answer that. Uh, It's got to be a commitment. 
It's, it's, it's got to be a, uh, a realization you're not going to get from point A to point B without, without God's help. Mm-hmm. Right. And your contact with God is that help. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in contact with, with Him, and, and our means of contact, one of the main means, of course, is through prayer and meditation. Right. So, yes, sir. Uh, in fact, I still, 65 years later, think I don't pray enough. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, it's, but... Uh, uh, did, did you ever find yourself, like, getting in a routine for your prayer life? Like, do you have a specific routine that you found yourself getting into? I have a routine. You do? Yeah, you know, morning and evening as far as that part. And, of course, during mm-hmm. the day, it's uh, according to... Feelings as well as uh, right. necessities and opportunities, but uh, uh, as a young man, when you were growing your prayer life, you know, moving from you know your different uh, levels in your ministry, uh, how did you evolve your uh, routine in prayer? How did how did you you know did you have like I'm gonna pray at this set time, or I'm just gonna pray until I'm done. <laughs> Well, being uh, being married and then eventually having two kids and uh, traveling in a trailer, uh, it would it's kind of difficult to say. Right. I'm going to pray at one right. o'clock every day, mm-hmm. yes, sir, or three o'clock every day. Uh, it's making opportunity, making time mm-hmm. uh, yes, to sir. get along. Of course, my my thing was to. Uh, Leave wife with the mom with the kids, and for me to slip off to the church, yes, sir, to pray and get a message for the service and yes. whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's what a good companion is for. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It, it, uh, if if we've talked a little bit about uh, you know the pastoral life, and uh, what are some pitfalls? that a pastor needs to uh, protect himself from, you know, you think about some over, over your, your life, those that you've watched that have uh, stumbled. And uh, if, you, if, you had, if we had a pastor that's listening, you know, I, I am a pastor now, okay? What are some things that you think it is really uh, good to guard against? Uh, women. Okay. Money. Okay. You know, that would probably be the two big problems to ministers, as you as well as witnessed through the years. Mm -hmm. This is one of the two of the things that has destroyed ministers' lives. Mm. Right. Is, uh, of course, a minister, particularly a pastor, is in a position of recognition, uh, which. That's right, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And consequently, people can have a tendency to look up to them. Mm-hmm. Right. And the observe, uh, observe is the pastor can have a, ten- a tendency to look down mm-hmm. and feel mm-hmm. superiority, right. which is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And he can allow his feelings to uh, tempt him mm-hmm. to feel because who I am, what I am, I can do what I want. Mm. And that, to me, is a very dangerous thing. Pride, right? Ooh, yeah. yeah, pride it seems like initiates that. Yes, sir. exactly. And not, I think, 
just as character takes a daily uh, effort, so does guarding against these pitfalls. Yes, exactly. Take daily effort of of being aware of what your appetites are. And one one time you 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 said something that just has made me really think about ministry and success. And and you you talked about how Paul, the greater his ministry became, yeah, the deeper his humility yeah. had to become. It, it's so interesting, you know, to read that, to go from the very beginning and then mm-hmm. a couple of years later and a couple of years later or so, or a few years later, it's as if he's bringing himself down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not a, a debasing thing. It's not uh, something like that. It's acknowledging who I am, what I am, mm-hmm. that uh, I am what I am by the grace of God, he said. Right. So... Right. Uh, uh, again, it was not pomp and splendor and glory, right? Right, uh, and it was not uh, for recognition that we uh, feel or occupy the pulpit. Mm-hmm. It's about God's grace and God's calling. And it, again, it's not for us; it's for the people, right. those, those, serving God's people, right? <coughs> serving God's people. Yes, sir. Uh, going off of that, uh, what what are some spiritual roadblocks? that could arise to a young minister or a pastor, uh, really of any age? And what are some ways that we can, you know, try to fight those pitfalls or roadblocks? What are some things that we can fight against? I know we mentioned pride. What are, what are some other things that may come up? Uh, one thing that probably would affect a young minister is, is uh, jealousy of others. Yes, sir. You know, some other, maybe another preacher's doing, seem like uh, setting the woods on fire. Yes, sir. And I'm not able to do that. You know, mm-hmm. others are getting attention, and I'm not getting that. Uh, others are preaching special events, and I'm not preaching. But again, to get back to what we said originally, we're all different, right? So let's not do what we can't do. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Let's do, That's good. do, like that. do That's what good. we can do. You know, and yeah. be faithful in what. Be faithful in our limitations. And yes, not, don't what, what what does that mean to be faithful in your limitations? Don't try to don't try to do be somebody else. Okay, you That's know good. don't don't try to preach like somebody else or act like some. Just be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. That's good. At, that that is tremendous That's advice. Awesome. Yes, sir. That's, yes, it is. Just you know, and and we work together in the ministry here at mm-hmm. our our, our right. church. But we also are family, and and the three of us sitting here at uh, this this desk, all are different, right? Yes, sir. Different preaching the same message, right? Working in the same field, but 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 we're different, and I think I think that's outstanding that God lets us be us. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And the only way we can Im- improve is be a better us, not try to be somebody right. else. Right. Oh, how many times I've listened to Joe David Sizemore and say, "Man, I wish I could do like that." <laughs> and then, then, I, then I come back down and say, "You can't, Walls. You're you, and, and be yourself." Yeah, you'll so, never be Joe David Sizemore. Bless, no. bless well, his memories to us. How many times did Joe David Sizemore say, "Boy, I wish I could be a." Uh, and ML Walls. Right. Uh, I don't right. know ever, but. And I think that that is what is so uh, appealing 
about your ministry is that uh, you're so real. And I watch, I watch, you know, over the years how the, those that are not tend to, you know, go on by. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate your realness, and yes, uh, that to me is 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 fantastic. Yes, sir. Uh, if if we could move uh, just into a, a little different direction, you got into missions work. When? When was your first missions trip? 1967. And where was that at? Cincinnati, Columbia, South America. Columbia. Wow. 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 1967. Yeah. That's awesome. Did did the missionary work, I don't know how else to say it, bug get you then? Or is it something that developed over time? Uh, both. Okay. I guess you could say both. Uh, it was... To me, interesting and uh, inspiring and whatever. Uh, yes, in fact, I went back the next year, took uh, uh, mom with me mm-hmm. to that. And uh, in fact, we stayed while the rest went back home. We stayed another week. Uh, Is that right? Really? Yeah. There was a tug there. Yes, sir. There's a tug. Yeah. It, and, and, and we have the advantage of looking back now. Uh, to the many years that you've served in uh, world missions. And I, I, I say this because I believe it. I believe that in that season of your ministry, you, you did the work of an apostle Absolutely. to help, help establish so many works. I mean, being in that many countries and that many works. Uh, what are some perhaps moments that stand out in your mind in the countries you've been, in the places you've been, and the, uh, maybe some, some, some moments that just really captured your attention, but God did a work. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me preface that with uh, in regards to about getting involved. Yes, sir. Getting involved, which I think is an important point as well, is who you associate, associate with. Okay. Right. You know, uh, associate people that uh, help you, that bless you, mm. uh, that don't always agree with you, maybe, but uh, yes, sir. somebody that you can get close to yeah. and uh, feel comfortable with. And I think that's what uh, availed me the opportunity of becoming involved with missionary work because I became uh, close friends to Brother Charles Smith. All right. And... Uh, and then he became missionary director. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And as missionary director, he appointed me as regional field supervisor for South America. Mm-hmm. So if I hadn't made that contact, that association, that you know, fellowship, wow. then that door would never have opened. That's and so, awesome. so God orchestrated a friendship. Uh-huh. That's awesome. That 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 led you into even a greater work, man, that that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I I think that's, I think that's very important as to who you associate with, who you identify with, who you become friends with. Yes, sir. Uh, Good. Who you become buddies with, I guess, in a sense, but, uh, uh, compatriots with, Mm -hmm. uh, because that can lead you to, and it did to me. Yeah. It did to me. Right. 
What did you travel with with them, or it was just uh, communication, or how did that relationship? Work? Uh, both. I've been to uh, different countries, Brother Charles Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he was again was one that he confided in me, and uh, mm-hmm. me with him, of course, I with him. Uh, but he again, he was he was one that really opened the door, mm-hmm. That's awesome. and. Uh, I think that was probably in the early 70s mm-hmm. when he first appointed me as director or regional field supervisor. Uh, yeah. How did you know when, when you went to Columbia that first time, how did you know? Because you are obviously a very global man. You've been going all over the world for many, many years. When, when like you said, didn't really know how to phrase it any better, but that missions bug, how did you know that it wasn't just necessarily to that region, but it was going to be to the entire world? Again, it was just the doors that opened. Really? You know, once we become uh, involved. Uh, a man's gift. Makes room makes for him. Makes room for himself. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and that to me has been the key to, yes. I guess, your ministry. Right. Absolutely. And your life. Right. So so continue with your mission's thoughts. <laughs> you know, you, you developed a friendship. Yeah. And doors begin to open. Right. Uh, w- what comes to your mind next? Uh, one thing led to another, uh, becoming more and more involved in mm-hmm. missionary work and to the point to where we were elected director of missions. Mm-hmm. To be able to pick out one particular uh, place or time or occasion that stands out, that would be kind of difficult because there's... <laughs> so well, many times. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just something that comes to your mind. One thing that really comes to my mind right now, uh, one thing that comes to mind was in Papua New Guinea, Brother uh, Barnett. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. He had been praying, Lord, give, give me a, a Pentecost. Mm. And uh, in his conference, I don't remember, three or four night conference, and uh, up to the last night, they had been 100 filled with the Holy Ghost. Wow. In the last night, 20 people were filled with the Holy Ghost. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, Brother uh, Barnett told me later, in fact, recently he told me, he said, actually the last night there was more than that later mm-hmm. that were filled with the Holy Ghost. But to me, that was such a unique, he was praying it. Give mm-hmm. me a, let me yeah, have me a, another Pentecost. Wow. And it looked like you, you wasn't going to get it because here we are at the last night, last service, yes, yeah. and we've got a hundred. But that's awesome. That's that's not the Pentecost, but that's 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 fantastic. That's awesome. But uh, it's in one place we went. Uh, I went uh, in Africa, and uh, of course I asked the. He was not a missionary; it was the native pastor and his wife. And I said. What is it you need to be taught? What is it you want me to talk about, teach? Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember her saying, Brother Walls or Bishop, whatever you call me, said, just teach us, tell us who Jesus is. My. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so that's, you know, that's, it's it, very exciting. I think one of the stories that stand out in my mind is uh, the story of, a, I believe it was a doctor in India was walking the streets of India, and one of your books yeah. was somebody dropped it. 
dropped it or left it, left it laying somewhere. Yes. Yeah. And this man picked it up. Tell us, tell us what. Yeah, I've picked it up and out of curiosity started reading it. Yes. And then got all excited and stirred up. And, and how he knew, I don't remember, I don't know, because uh, unless the, whoever had the book had mm-hmm. written some address or something in it, but somehow he was able to contact the church people there. That's and, awesome. And got baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Just because of a book laying on the ground. That's and, awesome. And, and if I may, I, I, this is just a, my personal opinion. It is my favorite book that you've written. I love I love your books. I love reading your commentaries. But the book on the oneness of God, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Lord our God is one, absolutely. is absolutely my favorite book. Well, and, absolutely. And if you're listening, you need get to go uh, to Amazon <laughs> get and get it. Uh, the Lord our God is one. And I, 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 I would like to continue with just a, maybe a few more uh, mission stories because that is so much of your part... Uh, you are still today involved in missions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Still today, and you're 82 years young. Right. <laughs> still, still going. Connected. You you do the apostolic witness radio broadcast goes all over the world, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I just share with us a little bit more about your passion for missions today. Woo. Uh, to add to that book, yes, sir. I'm you know calling back here. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But, uh, to add to that book, you've heard about the man in Cameroon. I I probably did, but oh, tell okay. us the story. Brother uh, Brother Namie, the missionary to the Philippines, mm-hmm. which, by the way, his uh, diagnosis is benign. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Awesome. He was concerned about that prostate problem. But anyway, anyway, he contacted us uh, well, two or three weeks ago now, I guess, or maybe a little longer that uh, he had started a uh, correspondence course mm-hmm. from uh, the Philippines. Right. And some pastor in Cameroon, Cameroon. in Africa, wow. was uh, taking this course. Mm-hmm. And one part of the course was our our book on uh, these unchangeable apostolic truths. I believe it is. Or maybe it's the Godhead, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this pastor got to studying that. Mm. And he contacted... Uh, I don't know if Brother Namie or who, but he contacted somebody and said, hey, this, I want to do this. I want to obey this. That's awesome. Wow. And uh, again, I don't know all the details, but somebody that Brother Namie knew knew somebody that knew somebody yes, sir. in Cameroon, an apostolic pastor or preacher in Cameroon. In fact, they showed a Facebook not too long ago of him baptizing that pastor, that mm, Trinitarian awesome. pastor in Jesus' name. So that, that's awesome. To me, that's so satisfying and so exciting. Absolutely. I, I, I think yeah. one thing, and Dad, you hit it right on the nose, is in my personal, unbiased, completely 100% truthful opinion, <laughs> I believe that you are a, an apostle oh, from God. Well. That only until we reach the other side of heaven yes. that we will not be able to see the spider web effect that you've had on this world. The hundreds upon thousands of lives that you've changed, the stories that we don't even know of. Amen. And I'm I just I'm blown away by it. Mm. And and we get to have a front row seat. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's my papa. <laughs> we get to have a front row seat and we certainly do appreciate uh that when 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 you think about missions, 
there were some scary times as well. Oh, yes. There are some places that you've gone. Got shot at in one place. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Tell us about that. What happened? That was in uh, Myanmar. Okay. We had to rent a Jeep to take us back to where we were going because it was so out of the way. Right. No, no interstates there. Mm. So, and we even uh, forded uh, dry riverbeds river to get to where we were going. And anyway, after church, we were on our way back to our hotel, which was miles away. And uh, this open air mm-hmm. Jeep, because it was hot, hot there. And uh, I was sitting in the passenger side with my arm up on the armrest. And all of a sudden, ping. A bullet hit the uh, the rearview mirror on my side, my which was a few inches above oh, my. my. <laughs> so, but the next night uh, they saw that we had an escort through that little town. The next my. night, <laughs> oh my goodness, so, man, that's too close for comfort. Yeah, yeah, wow. And uh, I know that that uh, you've gone to some con- several countries that you've had to have arm escort. Escorts, Pakistan, yeah, Pakistan. That was a. Uh, I, I remember when you went there, and, yeah. and there was a lot of prayers going on <laughs> Absolutely. on this side. That's good for your protection. But uh, to, to to watch your how sold out you are mm-hmm. uh, is is inspiring. And uh, what would you say to the person that feels a call to something that is is Scary beyond them. It's beyond them. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say to them that would maybe help them not be fearful? If it's God, you have no alternative. Wow. You know, if if this wow. is God, if God is sending you to Timbuktu, you have no alternative. No alternative. Awesome. If you're going to obey God. And if that's awesome, <laughs> if God is sending you here, mm-hmm. He's going to take care of you. Right. Well, you may have troubles, so, but yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. it that reminds me of uh, you, know, you and you and I had a conversation before we came here uh, to to uh, when you were going to transition from being the pastor mm-hmm. of the home church here, and uh, God had. Finally started. I finally started listening to God <laughs> about coming back, and I asked you a question. I don't know if you remember or not, but I asked you a question. I said, uh, "I said, does God say to you that I am to be the pastor uh, of this church?" And uh, I remember very distinctly. You know, there was a, a, a little pause and a clearing of your throat. And you said yes. And that was, talk about transition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was a life-changing moment for me because I began to realize the, the unparalleled importance of having a man of God in your life that will speak to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So w- when God calls you to something that, and quite frankly, to me, coming back home to pastor the church here was scary. Challenge. It was a challenge. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I truly ran from it, but I know it. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but but when I come to the realization that you knew the voice of God and I trusted that, because I knew God was talking to me. Mm-hmm. And so what you said just now just echoes that. Mm-hmm. Did God call you? Right. That's awesome. Then go. Go. Right. Don't look back. Don't right. look back. Uh, one, one, one question is that you were just such a man of consistency. As a young man, what are what can we do to strive to be as consistent as you in our walk with God? What what like what what are some things that we can work on ourselves because you know in this world we're so topsy turvy, we're so feel this way, feel that way. What 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 can we do to stay consistent? Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with the right people one th- is one thing, I would think. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, I know you. we've got to associate with the world and with friends in the world, but your close friends have got to be spiritual as you are spiritual. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And want the things that you want. Right. Uh, and can help you in that manner. But to, to stick with what you know is right, Watch, you know, look at your dad, see what he has done. Right. His commitment to ministering the gospel and studying. Pick you out a pattern and, and uh, again, you're going to be your own man. Yes, sir. But you need some guide. You need mm-hmm. some, right. you need some, right. some shepherd until you become a shepherd. That's wow. good. That's really good. You know, the, the, this conversation today is uh, when David and I were talking about Kingdom Link and coming up with the thoughts of what we were going to do. This is what we wanted. Right. We wanted to be able to sit down and say, okay, there's a link between you to me and then to uh, David uh, and and beyond. The, The work of the ministry, being a leader and the work of the ministry is so interconnected. Right. It's amazing. And the impact that your pastor, Brother Skaggs, had on you mm-hmm. really impacts me. Right, right. right. And it, then it goes down the line. Right. Exactly. And um, I, I would like for you to just simply address just a little bit the importance and what you think about the transferring of anointing, the transferring of ministry from one to another. As far as how does that, like for instance, the biblical form of ordination, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that when when I got ordained, this is what you said: it's very important who you pick in your ordination because whoever lays hands on you is imparting something. Mm-hmm. Um, just address kind of how you feel about that, because that speaks to what we're talking about. In, in transferring like from your pastor mm-hmm. uh, to you to me and and on it, it's all interconnected isn't it as yes. to who you yes, associate sir. with who who you who you appreciate or admire in the mm-hmm. ministry uh, again you don't mimic them but you appreciate their work and their mm-hmm. efforts uh, and their effect and influence they have upon on you yourself personally. Mm-hmm. Which m- m- may I insert here also involves who you choose as a companion. That's a big absolutely. So big, you know, big, that, absolutely. Yes. You know how many, 
how many have hurt have been hurt because mm-hmm. of companion mm-hmm. that did not support and sacrifice mm-hmm. right uh, with their their husband so uh, to me that's one of the most dangerous decisions that a young man can have can make mm-hmm. is you know to choose that companion for her life mm-hmm. uh, because it's got to be someone that would be supportive and right and you did well my son thank you sir <laughs> <laughs> but again it goes back as well it goes back to who, who you're associating with who you have confidence in uh as to uh, anointing and uh, ordination i think is I don't know that there's enough emphasis placed, enough importance placed upon it. On that, it, it, it's more than a changing of a certificate. It's more than a, right a changing of a recognition or a title. Right. When uh, Moses is getting ready to leave, uh, the picture mm-hmm. that God had somebody in, in right there already, already, and uh, had Moses lay his hands on them, on mm-hmm. him, on Joshua. And I don't understand all there is to understand about the conveyance of authority and and, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever. But somehow Moses conveyed some of himself to Joshua. Right. Joshua would never have been the I don't think mm-hmm. the leader that he was. Absolutely. If it hadn't been for Moses' mm-hmm. anointing. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So I think this is would be applicable to. To the yeah. ministry today, absolutely. absolutely. It's not. Yes, a, it's not a show. It's not a performance. It's no, not. Sir. A, you know, let's let's have a big rally here. Somebody's going to get ordained. It's, right. There's something involved here. Spiritual. It's deeply personal, but it is also deeply spiritual. Yes, sir. That's and, awesome. And I, I I do believe that we have made perhaps too little emphasis made made light yeah. Yeah. light of that. Um, we. We want you to come back at some other time as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. But one last uh, question is that you told David uh, at one point in time, the first voice you hear, and mm-hmm. talking about knowing the will of God and hearing from and God, hear, hearing from God mm-hmm. you told him one time that the first voice you hear is God. Right. That's right. The second one yeah. usually isn't. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that? Uh this is where he, before he went to Louisiana. Yes, sir. Got him off to the side and just yeah. put my hands on his shoulder and told him that to be aware of the fact that if you're you're impressed to do something, it's God. Yes, sir. Hmm. And then if you hear a voice that says, "Don't do that," it's the devil trying to rob you of a blessing. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, God's choice is always first. Mm. Yes, sir. You know, that's good. God that's said, really "Don't good. eat that fruit." The devil said, "Go ahead and do it." Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, and, and uh, so uh, we're we're a servant of God. We're under the care of God, the direction of God. So God's the one that's going to speak to us, right? If yes. we're if we're praying like we ought to pray, we're yes. studying like yes, we sir. ought to be studying, and worshiping yes. like we ought to be worshiping, and if we're dedicated and committed to the work of God. God's our boss, mm-hmm. right? God's our bishop. He's mm-hmm. our shepherd. Yes, sir. So he's going to be the one that will speak. And the devil knows that when God tells us to do something, there's going to be something happen, right? Something mm-hmm. good. 
So he wants to fight it. He's going to try to to block yeah. it somehow. Right. Wow. That's yeah. good. Well, thank you so much for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's thank tremendous. You so much. And and uh, if you're just joining in and 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 have joined us in this podcast, we have been blessed to interview today Bishop M. L. Walls, Bishop Muncie Walls, and uh, uh, he is a tremendous man of God, and you can. Definitely go to Amazon. There will be a, a link in our information Absolutely. part of the podcast where you can go and check out his books. Uh, just some ideas for you young ministers. Uh, in the podcast, we talked about some resources. Uh, Papa, Bishop Emma Walls, has some great, absolutely great commentaries on the New Testament. Matter of fact, you have every book of the New Testament is now in commentary form. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I indeed press you get that. It, yeah. You will not regret that. Obviously, his other books are also amazing, but you need to have these resources yes. if you're a young minister. Do you Absolutely. need a commission now? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Oh, my. <laughs> Maybe more books. <laughs> Spend Your great books is waiting over in my house right now. Oh, I'll go get them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bishop Walls, thank you for being here today. Thank with you for us. letting me. Kingdom Link, we want you to come back. My honor. What an honor to sit down with Bishop M.L. Walls, author, apostle, teacher, bishop, but to our family, he is Papa. He is a remarkable mentor and man of God. If you'd like to know more about Bishop Walls and get a copy of his books and get connected to his weekly blog, be sure to check out the information page of the podcast. Once again, thank you for joining us here at Kingdom Link, where we are committed to connecting generational leaders. We invite you to join us each first and third Thursday of every month as we publish a new podcast with that goal in mind. Take a moment and subscribe to Kingdom Link. And if you would consider, please write a review. We'd love to know what you think about this podcast. Connect us directly with Tim W. Gill at yahoo.com. We appreciate you being a part of this podcast where leadership only matters if it is passed on. Mm-hmm.